This is Ask Amberly. Welcome, Kashif Khan of the DNA Company. I'm so excited to have you here. You are the CEO of the DNA Company, as well as a Hay House author of The DNA Way. And then you're also a TEDx speaker and the host of the Unpilled podcast. You're a big deal. You know, you, you get around. So <laughs> trying. I'm trying. So, okay, I'll I'll just dive right into it because DNA is a very interesting topic for people because yeah. it's so multifaceted with epigenetics and genetics. So I want to start with that. What's the difference between genetics and epigenetics? So genetics is a study of your actual genome, meaning every one of your 50 trillion cells that make up your human body that you walk around in has an instruction manual inside. It's a set of genes okay. that cell knows how to read to understand how to do all of the jobs that it does. And different cells read different six sections. So that's why a heart cell becomes a heart cell and a neuron and a liver cell. And they all look different because they're only reading that section of the genetic code. Like I, I would say each gene is thousands of letters long, you know, and there's 22,000 mm -hmm. of them. So we're talking about billions okay. of lines of code. So that's your genetics, an instruction manual mm -hmm. that tells your cells how to do their jobs. And we can kind of determine what's going on in your body, what jobs you do well, what jobs you don't do well, and therefore what your potential problems or benefits may be. Your epigenome, okay. epi meaning above, is how are those genes expressing? So if I have a good version of a carb metabolizing gene, so I'm good at converting starch into glucose and I can eat my pasta and I'll be okay. Now, based on mm -hmm. my environment, my lifestyle, my sun, my nutrition, everything that I'm exposed to, the gene may speed up or slow down. Right? There's certain triggers that cause genes mm. to express differently. So it's understanding both is important. Here's my genetics. Here's who I am. And now here's the choices I need to make to turn the dial on the good and bad genes to bring me to where I want to be. And that's really the whole answer. Okay. Well, And so there are certain things in your environment that will, I guess you can call it trigger, the yeah. speeding up or slowing down. Yeah. So let's get like an example. Uh, there's a gene called mm -hmm. CYP19A1, which takes your testosterone mm -hmm. and converts it to, to estrogen, right? So for some women, oh, this wow. is a okay. problem. Yeah. yeah, it can be a problem for, say, a woman that's more estrogen dominant that leads to more of the estrogenic problems like uh, weight gain, mood issues, uh, fibromyalgia, breast cancer, some of these things. There's, there's more complexity to it, but at the baseline, that's one of the things you can look for is estrogen dominance. So that's CYP19A1 okay. gene, converts your testosterone into estrogen. Now, if you take DIM, which is a supplement, which is an ex extract from vegetables, from broccoli, for example, um, it mm -hmm. slows down that gene. It's what we call an aromatase inhibitor. It blocks aromatase, which is estrogen. And so now I know that okay. if I, as a man, want to be ripped and see every muscle fiber, and I want to reduce my estrogens, I can take DIM as a supplement to slow that gene down, and then I'll look the way I want to look without actually taking hormones. Very interesting. Okay. And so, well, this can also help with women too, because women need testosterone and, oh, yeah. and needs 
you know, a, a balance of that. And a lot of the time, I know a lot of my clients will deal with feeling the pressures of the world around them and feeling overwhelmed and all yeah. of those anxiety, all of that. And testosterone can actually help with that, but not necessarily taking testosterone as a, um, you know, supplemental testosterone, but, but naturally, um, or taking supplementation to help your natural processes of balancing that is very interesting. And you can see this through the DNA company technology. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. And I, and I would say that of all the stuff that we worked on, so keep in mind, in order to understand, here's your genome, here's your epigenetic habits that are good and bad. The only way we were able to learn all that and document it and put it into our AI so that it's available to everybody is to actually meet patients that we spent three years studying 7,000 people, like one by one by one to understand a woman with fibromyalgia or a woman with breast cancer or a woman with fertility issues, what was going on at the genetic level and that what was their epigenetic choices, their environment, nutrition, et cetera, and then trying to figure out how to give them the best advice that worked for them and reverse some of these problems or prevent if we could see something mm -hmm. coming in the I would say of all the stuff we've worked on from autism to cardiovascular disease to depression, female hormone health is where the medical world needs the most help, right? It, yes. It's so backwards and upside down and in some places ridiculous where, hey, it's your hormones. Good luck. You're supposed to have problems and mood issues and bad PMS and crazy menopause and right. hot flashes, you know? So it's taken for granted yeah. that- Because women are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. You know, women are crazy. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, let's just all move on from there. Yeah. <laughs> and it just blamed on this bu bucket, a blanket answer of hormones. And what we've learned genetically is that that very gray area is actually very black and white. So we can, if I have your DNA, mm. I know exactly how you make your hormones. I know exactly mm -hmm. what quality they are, meaning are there toxic hormones you're making that cause inflammation and the mood issues you're talking about? I know exactly what your detox pathways look like. So if you are making the toxic metabolites that cause breast cancer, ovarian cancer, fibromyalgia, et cetera, how well do you get rid of them? Does your body clear them well? And now all of a sudden you have your individual hormonal playbook and you as a woman know here's what I need to do. It's not what women need to do. It's there's every woman is not the same. You know, even exactly. you can, you can take two sisters like Kendall Jenner and Kim Kardashian, they're sisters. One father is different mm -hmm. and look at their body types, right? One is a slimmer runway model. One is curvy, although there's some additions on there, right? But the base foundation right. is very different than Kendall, you know, because mm -hmm. Kendall is, come, is much more androgenized. There's a lot more testosterone. So she may have the benefit of being able to see her six pack abs and having nice, strong muscle and moving quickly and having energy, but she may have hair issues, acne. She may have ovarian cyst issues, fertility issues. So there's a whole bucket of good and bad. Kim, on the other hand, curvaceous mm -hmm. figure with all the feminine traits that she may want, beautiful hair, beautiful skin, but she may have mood issues. She may have fibromyalgia issues. She may have, you know, breast cancer coming down the road eventually. So different benefits, mm -hmm. different problems. Understanding your personal map, your personal red flags, and then focusing on those, getting rid of all that trial and error, one size fits all type nonsense. It's like, what's my why? What's my work I need to do? And then all of a sudden you thrive. Yeah. Well, and that's such a good point because women are have a different hormonal chemistry every week 
So combine that with women in general are different from each other, but every week we have a different chemistry based on our cycles. So to make a one blanket statement for, oh, this is a good supplement for women in general, you it's getting down to the nitty gritty biochemistry and the DNA to see what your predispositions are, what you could have coming down the road and how to prevent those things or avoid those things by lifestyle changes and things like supplementation. So the DNA company, when you take, it's a saliva test, correct? Correct. Yeah. So the process of that is uploading the your genes to the platform. And then based on that information and that feedback, do you provide also supplementation and recommendations? How does that work? Yeah. So it's, it's firstly, and that was another big thing we learned, which is genetics was too hard to use. It's such a valuable tool. Here's my personal instruction manual. Mm -hmm. The manual was written for like a PhD with a genetic degree that the average person couldn't access, meaning all the genetic reports and tools. Why can't I understand it? It's my information. So that was the big job we had to do Mm -hmm. is take stuff, make it easy to use. And one of the ways we make it easy to use is we don't talk about the genes that much. We talk about the problems. We talk about hair loss, skin issues. We talk about Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety. We talk about keto diet, veganism. What am I actually supposed to eat? Like what is, how's my body wired? And in that context, it doesn't really matter what the genes are anymore. I don't need my gene results. I need to know what to do. Like what's wrong and how do I fix it? That's really what it needs to come down to. Um, and so the reports, right. like you said, yeah, there's a portal you log into, you're, you're going through all these various areas, learning all the stuff about yourself. Um, the only thing I would say is when it comes to clinical items, that's where we recommend working with a practitioner of some sort. Uh, there's certain things that we're not allowed to say, even though we know they're true, you know, and, but a, a practitioner right. and we, there's also functional medicine doctors that can do it, but, you know, and going back to the thing you said about the cycle, um, you reminded me of a story about my niece. Did I tell you the story about my niece? No. Okay. So she was the big reason why we went from like a research company in a lab, partnering with other healthcare companies to like being like this and speaking to the world and saying, everybody needs this because of an experience I had with her. And I, that's what made me realize like, wow, every young girl needs this help. So wow. let me okay, what happened. Yeah. And you're the, what you said about the monthly yeah. cycle reminded me of it. So she, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I was at work in my office. My mother, my sister, mm-hmm. and my niece lived together. Uh, and my mother called me saying, I think she's having an anxiety attack. She can't breathe. Uh, who should mm-hmm. I call? So I went over there. It was like five minutes from me. And I went, I called a friend of mine who's a pediatrician and he said, yeah, everything sounds like your classic anxiety attack. She couldn't breathe. She was, you know, sitting down. Like, so anyways, that happened. We all moved on. Sometime later, my mother called me again and she said, you got to get over here because the same thing happened again. And she fell over and hurt herself. And I think she may have broken her leg. She fell on a table, right? Oh, wow. Doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. She didn't break her leg, but I'll come over there and help. So anyways, I get over there take her to a clinic. And in Canada, emergency service takes like six to eight hours. So I co- it's free, but it takes mm-hmm. a long time. So I called my pediatrician right. friend in there. So he got me in there. We go to the hospital, every blood test, they did all this stuff. And after this six hours of being in the hospital with her, the answer mm-hmm. was, if it happens again, let us know. Right. And at oh, that gosh. point, yeah, I, I knew what that meant. That meant if it happens again, she's getting diagnosed with an anxiety issue and she's getting, she's getting a pill. And so mm-hmm. 
uncle who believes in genetics is like, I got to figure this out. But I didn't. I went back to work and I went back to my regular stuff and I forgot about it because she was okay. Right. Mm. About a month or so later, my mother calls me again and she's like crying, going crazy, saying, I see a note here. Your niece has run away from home. And I said, that makes no sense. Completely out of character. Sweet, innocent girl. She like literally Mm -hmm. doesn't go outside without her mother or my mom. And like she just by her own choice, you know, she's a very innocent, nice Mm -hmm. girl. Anyways, um, get over there. I said, she hasn't run far. I'll find her. Right. And lo and behold, Mm -hmm. my mom lives in this condo building. I pull up and she's standing outside the building, not knowing where to go. So mm-hmm. I asked her, like, what is it? Is it a bully? Is it social media? Is it like some girls that are bugging you? What's happening? And she didn't know. She had no. And I realized she was just kind of running away from that space. She's running away from the feeling from herself and didn't know right. what to do. So that's when literally right there, I opened her genetics, which I had in my email from some time ago. And I started to look and I just looked for red flags. And I didn't look for an anxiety problem. I looked for what is her body not doing well? And the first thing I mm-hmm. saw that stood out was wait a second, my mom and my sister have been calling me like clockwork on a monthly basis. This must be tied to her cycle, her hormones. Wow, okay, yeah. So I looked for, and then I went to, by the way, to the text messages and they were like clockwork, right? Every month. So Jeez. I looked at her genetics and her hormones, she, you, the, the first week you're, you have no hormones. You just finished your menstrual cycle. There's nothing left. She mm-hmm. doesn't make enough estrogen. So her delta value of, I don't have hormones is a much lower gap. She goes to into this deep, okay. deep low, low level, right? So it happened now. It didn't happen before. Number two thing I saw, mm-hmm. when it comes to the metabolization of vitamin D, it's much more complex than any other micronutrient. Vitamin C, vitamin A, all these other nutrients, zinc, have one gene that takes it, converts it, puts it into your blood, and then you can use it. Vitamin D has three mm-hmm. genes. You need to get it from the sun. D2 converts to D3. You need to transport it to the cell and you need to bind it at the cell. There's three steps because you can potentially overdose if you have too much. It's toxic, right? Uh, okay. The right, That's why your genes are able to mitigate, absorb it, transport it, bind it, and do these different jobs. So anyways, her all three steps were horrible. Nonsense. Didn't do any of those okay. jobs as well. Because she came from an ancestry of sort of uh, Southeast Asia where... There was, there was sunny and outdoors all the time. Like people had way too much vitamin D. So what happened at that time? Why now at that time? This was two years ago. Because it was peak COVID lockdown in Toronto winter. She had been homeschooled okay. and literally had not been outside in four months. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we hadn't gone outside. Zero vitamin D. Of the 22,000 genes that make up your genome... 2,000 require vitamin D to function and express. So that means 10% of of all these micro jobs happening in your body require this one thing at the adequate amount in order to do their job properly. So hormones are already low for her every month. Now she's in a context, epigenetics of I have zero sunlight for four months, so I have zero vitamin D, creating a load on this hormonal problem. And then why did it trigger anxiety? Because... The, the brain's ability to experience pleasure is driven by dopamine. There's a gene that determines the density of the receptors in your brain when that pleasure experience happens. And like her crazy uncle, she has the minimum ability to actually bind dopamine and experience pleasure. She also has a very fast clearance. So once that dopamine is bound, 
she the 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 enzymes that get rid of it are super fast for her, just like they are for me. Okay, so it doesn't means, last very long. Yeah, it, the intensity is low and it doesn't last long. So she's got three options: depression because life sucks, addiction because she finds something pleasurable, or achievement because she finds something rewarding. Because both of those things are driven by dopamine. So take this whole giant context I just described, and it led to this acute mental crash on the day right before her cycle started because that was the lowest hormones which was the compound effect of no hormones no vitamin d no 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 sorry no dopamine and the outcome was anxiety attack brain disconnected and crashed and system failure so right and depression on top of that i'm sure if and, she wants to leave the house and depression. And, right. her, her schooling those were the worst grades she's ever had in her entire you know she was uh, 13 at the time. She's now 15, by the way. She's a thriving student. She has not had this issue one more day since that time. Why? That's wonderful. Yeah, because we, we figured out what was wrong. I, I high dosed her vitamin D. I gave her 10,000 IU a day and I split the dose because remember, she doesn't transport and bind it well. So giving her vitamin D is not enough. You have to split it because if I give her 5,000 IU, she can only use 1,000 because she doesn't transport and bind it efficiently. So I gave her 5,000 in the morning, 5,000 in the afternoon in the first week of her cycle, then 5,000 in the second week, and then 2,500 maintenance dose, right? I gave her L-theanine to boost her dopamine levels. L-theanine allows you to experience more pleasure and more reward to calm that down. And if that didn't work, I may have given her a birth control pill to boost her estrogen levels so that she could be hormonally sound as well. I didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. The first month with the vitamin D and L-theanine, Zero problem. She has never had a problem since that day. It's been two years. If I didn't do this, she would have been on an anxiety pill. She would have still been on an anxiety oh, pill and she would have believed totally. that's what. Right. Like so, something's wrong with her. She's broken and she needs to talk to a therapist. And when it's a biochemical issue of if you can supplement these things and then activate other biochemical processes that produce the hormones correctly and all of the all of that, that's huge. Why do you think that when you go to the doctor, the first thing they should be doing is genetic testing? Why do you think they're not doing that? So after this was all done, I talked to my pediatrician friend, right? Who's a very well-known mm -hmm. pediatrician in Toronto. Um, and he literally went silent. And I told him what we did. He mm -hmm. said, what you did, it is exactly what the body needs, but that's not in my toolkit. I don't know how to do that. Okay. Like meaning they don't have access to the testing. They don't have access right. to dealing with the root cause. It's diagnose and pre prescribe ill pill for an ill. That's that's the job, unfortunately. And he was shocked. And now he's asking at that time, he started asking for training. How do I bring this into my clinic? How do I start helping kids, etc. So mm -hmm. the medical world, the allopathic MD world doesn't know that you can deal with the body this way. Right. You, you have a right degree how much nutrition training did you get how much hormone training you get? like they don't see this stuff so that being said this is why people like yourself you know people that are out there doing functional medicine with their loudspeakers mm -hmm. screaming from the rooftops this is how things will change it's not going to change at the md level yet it's going to take a long time to get there right well even at the md level it takes 40 years from the time that they discover something in a lab to get it to the bedside in a hospital yeah. So there's already that gap between, you know, brand new innovations and discoveries and actually implementing it for treatments. So 
I think you're right. If we bring the attention and frankly, the money towards these types of things, these testing uh, things that are going to really get people results, that's going to be the game changer, I think, for the system as a whole. Because, well, and so often we, this isn't even a right thing to do, but we do this so often. We rely so heavily on a medical doctor for everything and they're not able to pull rabbits out of a hat. You know, they, they can't be the masters of everything because then they're the master of none. So they have to, they're good at what they're good at. You know, emergency medicine, if I slice my leg open, I'm definitely going to an ER. I need, you know, surgery, things like that, of course, but for lifestyle things and little nuances like this, this is a huge game changer that people can really focus on uh, building out a toolbox and using a tool at the right time for what they need. So this is a great technology. Yeah, you're right on. And that's where that medical... So we have a healthcare system that's based on acute care. It's based on emergencies, which we do a really good job. We do, we do a better job today than any civilization has ever done of acute care. But that exact right. same tool is what we use for chronic disease management. Chronic disease management is right. not about the symptom. If your doctor cannot tell you why you're sick, they only tell you what sickness you have, you're at the wrong doctor. Mm. Because that person, okay. and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. That's the level of their training. You need somebody that has some functional medicine training, integrative, some level of root cause. Because when it comes to chronic disease, it you're not you don't have it. You developed it. You developed it because your environment Nutrition and lifestyle choices do not match your genetic capacity. Your body is designed for certain jobs in certain ways, and you did things another way. Not your fault. You didn't know. You don't know where we have access to this kind of knowledge. So cardiovascular disease, breast cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, none of these things need to happen. These are things that Mm -hmm. if you understood why they happened, you can just make different choices to prevent them. And we do this all day long. So for something that's genetic down your family line, is it lifestyle things that get repeated over time from generation to generation? And then is it, say, three generations down that is hardwired or is it already hardwired? And then like, what's the switch point? When someone says something's genetic, like I have, a, you know, cancer runs my family or diabetes runs my family, what what's going on there? Is it truly a hard wiring in your genes or is it epigenetically or lifestyle over generations that becomes hardwired? So using cancer, for example, the majority of people that say cancer is genetic for me and runs in my family are wrong. Mm-hmm. Less okay. than there's a doctor named Kevin Connors who runs an amazing functional medicine cancer clinic and he cures people that are stage four all the time. And what he says is that less than five percent of what he sees is actually genetic. Genetic means innate, you're getting it. There's a gene that doesn't work that is causing cancer, right? That is okay. less than five percent right. of the cancer we see. But the majority is you don't have it, you don't have to have it, you made some choices that are misaligned, and now. Let's use breast cancer, for example. So, so many women will say breast cancer runs in my family. I'm scared, right? It's genetic for me. Right. Those women will go get a BRCA test, BRCA, the BRCA gene, and they'll be told 
what version of the BRCA gene they have. And some women will be told, go cut your breasts off as prevention because you have yes. a certain version of this gene, right? And that's what we believe, mm-hmm. genetic. I have, I'll tell you why that's nonsense. So the truth is, there's a propensity or there's a risk of it develop, developing that is genetic, meaning that there's certain genes that make your body do jobs in certain ways that then make it easier for your body to get cancer, but it does not have to happen. So I'll use this as an example. Okay. So BRCA doesn't cause cancer. BRCA is a tumor suppressor. If you, God forbid, get breast cancer, BRCA is the gene that's supposed to go fix it and fight the tumor. Some women have the not so good version of the BRCA gene, so they don't do a good job of repair. It, they don't suppress okay. the tumor that well. It also repairs DNA, repairs other things also. So you don't have the repair tool. It did not cause the cancer. You just can't fix the cancer. So what causes the okay. cancer? I'll give you an example. Some women are more estrogen dominant. Based on their DNA, we can determine you just happen to make a lot of estrogen. This monthly cycle you go through that you really fill this estrogen pot. Step one of three. Mm-hmm. Some women, when they make that estrogen, make a toxic metabolite. Uh, 2-hydroxyestrogen is the good, clean stuff you want. 4 mm-hmm. and 16-hydroxyestrogen are toxic, right? So now if you make these, okay. which we can determine genetically, you make a lot of estrogen and you're putting it into this toxic pot every month. Step 3 of 3 is how well do I then detoxify that toxin? There's things like glutathionization, antioxidation, methylation. These are jobs that your body does to get rid of toxic nonsense. You may not do that job well. Here's the profile of the woman that is estrogen dominant, estrogen toxic, does not detoxify well. There's some risks there. Yes. What is the right? But first of all, there's no guarantee that this woman's getting sick. She has to first make the wrong epigenetic choices. What are those epigenetic choices? Mm. Like 85% of North American women, I went on the birth control pill for 10 years and I put more right. estrogen in the pot. Uh, I don't understand the hormone disruptors around me, chemicals, sprays, fertilizers, dry cleaning, plastics, all these things that mimic hormones as they enter my body. And I'm now fueling that estrogen bucket, making more toxin. Um, I don't understand when I go on hormone replacement therapy that I might not be doing it at the right personalized level and intervening in the right place. And I might be adding too much estrogen in the wrong way that equals more toxic metabolite. So now you have mm-hmm. genetic profile wrong epigenetic choices, and this problem flares up, right? Mm, Now, why does that equal breast cancer? Some women, as they get into menopause, no longer, well, all women no longer have a menstrual cycle, but some women that are in these buckets that don't have a menstrual cycle, that are not clearing this toxic load every month, what does your body do to protect you? The toxin is still there. Just because you're menopausal doesn't mean you don't have hormones anymore. You just don't have a menstrual cycle to clear it. Levels are lower no clearance. The toxin is still being made. Your body wants to protect your organs. Your body wants to protect your vasculature, your veins. It wants to protect everything that could be inflamed. And so it says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to store this stuff in fat and get rid of it and keep it away from the organs. And where do women have fat, right? Women have fat in their hips, in their breasts. And in the breasts, there's all these glands and ducts that are highly sensitive cellular structure that were not designed for that level of, of inflammation with the mm-hmm. added epigenetics, birth control, and all the extra load. And now all of a right. sudden we get to the why, the root cause. I have a profile. I had the wrong habits. I got to a certain biological stage. 
I'm now putting this toxin into my breast, causing inflammation, leading to cellular degradation and breast cancer. That's mm -hmm. the point when BRCA is supposed to start working, right? That's the okay. point where BRCA has to go fix the tumor. We don't, but before all this, we didn't need BRCA. So now going mm -hmm. back to that original statement of cancer runs in my family. Yes, right. there's consistent flow of women in your family having breast cancer. It does not mean it's genetic, that the belief that it's coming. What it means yeah. is that mm -hmm. there's estrogen dominance, there's estrogen toxicity, there's zero detox, there's bad habits. All of these things, if I could talk to a five-year-old girl and tell her, I have your DNA, here's your strategy for life, you will. there's absolutely no reason for that breast cancer to happen. Right. Mm. If I can talk to a 35 year old woman and tell her, well, let's audit what you've been doing. Have you been on the birth control pill? Do you understand hormone disruption? And then again, we can make a game plan. So all of a sudden, the thing that we thought was genetic because multiple women in our family had it. Yes, there's certain genetic jobs that put them mm -hmm. together equals that. But there, it's not a prescription of breast cancer. It's a risk that you can reverse because you now know why it's happening, which is the most important part. Wow. That's fascinating. I feel like if our environment is filled with things that are manipulating our DNA in a way that is not good. So we're surrounded by 5G radiation, you know, estrogen in the environment, plastics, chemicals, pollution, all of this stuff that is say that your detoxification pathways are compromised. You can't clear that. So you're going to get sicker faster than someone else who either lives near a place where there's a lot of tourmaline crystals in the soil uh, emitting negative ions opening up those detox pathways and things like that so epigenetically even if you can't detox properly being in that environment can help you in those ways so if you know what your genetic predisposition is and then knowing what biochemicals to or chemistry to use in general to support that genetic hardwiring and knowing those things that you can do exercise wise and nutrition wise and supplement wise, that's huge. That really is a game changer in health that I feel like people, it, it's a blueprint. It's a map for how to live longer, essentially. One of the major things I learned about my own DNA is that I do not do well with histamine. Thankfully, Biome Breakthrough by Bio Optimizers has helped get rid of my headaches and I process alcohol and food much better and inflammation in my body has decreased tremendously. Since the gut is the second brain, it also has improved my mood and the way I think and it's even improved my relationships. Go to biooptimizers.com and use the code Dr. Carter for a discount. That's D-R-C-A-R-T-E-R. -R -E Enjoy! Yeah, longer. That's incredible. But but with health spans, so like you know, right now the American average is by the age of fifty-five, you have a chronic disease. You're expected to have one, which you don't have to. Mm. <clears throat> by the age of sixty-five, you have two. Yeah. And by the age of, I think mm -hmm. it's your you're you're expected to spend the last fifteen of your life, fifteen years of your life in treatment. So it's one thing mm. to live longer. It's one thing to have lifespan. It's another thing to have health span. I want to be. 95 year old riding my bike with my grandchildren mm -hmm. i want to be 110 playing tennis with my great-grandchildren why not you weren't born right. sick you born with disease 
you should mm-hmm. you should die jumping out of an airplane your parachute doesn't open you should have a great story like that right not yes. not <laughs> so right just fate is ready to take you away so <laughs> yeah 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 sorry the reality is that mm-hmm. we understand that the human body is designed to live to 120 mm-hmm. that's the ideal we can probably get past that but with good health 120 is the actual number it's all of what we do that we're chipping away and taking those years away from ourselves because we have all these habits that are misaligned with our genetic capacity. Gosh. So I can imagine even just with the BRCA gene, like you were saying, this can apply to so many different disease patterns with yeah. anywhere from kidney disease, liver disease, anything that is compromising. And then if you know what is compromising you, then you can provide the lifestyle and the environment to support a better expression of all of the above. So like for you, for instance, your, your story I think is also fascinating when you were working and you, you basically were operating at like 10%. <laughs> so yeah, 10% would have been a good day. So what happened with that? So, you know, you, you made me yeah. think about, the people that live in a certain environment that some have tourmaline, some don't. So that's what happened to me was mm-hmm. I, you know, when we started this company and this was one of the major drivers, I was sick. Like I had eczema to the point where I couldn't open my left eye. It was literally sealed shut. Uh, I had psoriasis where if I clasp my hand like this, my luckles would bleed. They were just constantly just ready to bleed. Uh, I had Gosh. crazy migraines, debilitating migraines where my business partner would have to drive me home. The pain was so bad mm-hmm. that, Almost every time he drove me home, I'd have to stop halfway to vomit outside the car from the, for the pain, right? Depression and also gut issues. So me going to the doctor, it was five different doctors, five different pills, five different problems. And I asked the question, mm-hmm. why? Why is all this? I had never been sick prior to that. I never had this medical experience. So I kept asking, why is all this stuff happening now? Did I eat something wrong? Did I do something? Wrong? No, 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 no. That's not how you get eczema. That's not how you get migraines that's i was told this it's just you you're aging and you're getting sick these are the diseases you have and it didn't add up to me all this stuff all at once so that's when i started to discover my genetic legacy and exactly like you said the glutathione pathway which which is this potent and super important detox pathway forget about what version or what variant of a specific gene i have i was completely missing some of the key detox genes. So there's a unique phenomenon. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's called a copy number variation. And most genes, this is not possible. Most genes, you can have what's called a SNP, which is a, a different version. There's like a spelling mistake. So it doesn't jo- do its job as efficiently. There's some genes, which are some of the most important genes. It's possible to have zero copies of it. You didn't even get it. Wow, and, that's yeah, fascinating. It's crazy. And I didn't even know this was possible. And then fast forward, I learned this and I go back to my office and realize that for seven years, I've been working out of an office where downstairs on the ground floor, there was a manufacturing company pushing toxic pollutants up Mm. into the airway that I was breathing day after day after day with zero ability to detoxify them. And so my body is inflamed, eczema, I then went into auto, psoriasis as an autoimmune condition, my body trying to figure out what's going on and constantly struggling, autoimmunity, migraines because of neural inflammation, mm-hmm. uh, the depression because because I wasn't working and because like my niece, I mm-hmm. have low dopamine levels. If I'm not pushing myself, I get depressed and I couldn't push myself because I was mm-hmm. so sick, right? 
So all this stuff yeah. added up. And so the solution was simple. I had to move, first of all, you had the acute mm-hmm. response. But I had to supplement and support the jobs that my body didn't do. And then fast forward, you know, where am I now? The healthiest I've ever been. I don't even remember what it's like to have a common cold. You know, I, I don't get sick anymore. Okay. because Yeah, my cells are so healthy right now. The, the inflammation is down to zero. To put it into numbers, amazing. When I when I first learned mm-hmm. this stuff, I was 38 years old, uh, and about a year mm-hmm. into it, when I started to discover myself, my biological age as tested was 43. So I was, you know, a year into it, so 39. So four years older inside than outside, mm-hmm. and that you know was a path to a lot worse stories. If I was to fast forward that 10 years, right now. Sure. I actually am 43 years old chronologically and my internal biological age is 33, right? So I've been able to literally reverse time. Yeah, it's crazy because I've been able to bring cellular health to a level where this is what an average 33-year-old looks like because I'm doing everything exactly right for what my genome is calling for. Oh my gosh, that's wild that if you don't know what you're doing, you're taking a shot in the dark. And then taking supplements or medications where you don't know if you have the proper chemistry to clear it, or maybe it makes you more sensitive to medications or supplements where you have a genetic predisposition where your experience of a medication or a supplement is 10 times stronger than someone else's. So knowing that you can easily overdose on a public average of, oh, take 100 milligrams of this. Well, that might be four times what you need. So if you don't know that, and and also all the contraindications too, because what if you are, you know, can't clear something and then you combine uh, another substance with that. And then there's a chemical cocktail causing inflammation that you have no idea. And you're thinking, oh, I'm taking this medication and this supplement together and that's going to help me heal. Well, yeah, individually they're fine, but together it's creating a shitstorm. Yeah, we see over and over again exactly right. what you described. So imagine instead of all this trial and error and guesswork and you watch some YouTube video and it worked well for that person, it probably did work well for that person, but genetically they're not you. Mm-hmm. And ask that person how many years they spent trialing, erring different things before they finally found the thing that worked so well, which is why they're evangelizing it because it was so powerful for them because they failed so many times. Well, you're... You know, mm-hmm. that's a two out of three, two, three out of 10 type outcome. Six or seven out of 10 people are still not going to do well. So take methylation, for example, right. simple thing with B12. Everybody needs B12. It's an important micro, micronutrient to fight inflammation and keep you young for longer. There's a simple question of, did your ancestors eat beef? If they did, well, then you may be equipped genetically to actually swallow a B12 pill and absorb it in your gut. But if they didn't, then you need a sublingual version under your tongue because you don't have the genes to absorb it in your gut. Do you need methylcobalamin? When you go to a store and buy B12, it's usually methylcobalamin. That's a standard. Genetically, there's genes called MTR and MTRR that determine if you need methylcobalamin or adenosyl, a different version of B12. You can be very precise Mm. about what your body's actually calling for based on what your ancestors ate and how they got their B12, right? So that's one simple example. Uh, when it comes to, say, zinc, you know, you go buy a bottle of zinc, which is so important, you know, cancer prevention, all of the major uh, systems of your body require zinc. 
Um, mm-hmm. The bottle you buy will normally tell you five milligrams. That's what you need as your daily dose. Genetically, there's mm-hmm. three different versions of the gene that metabolizes. it. Some people need five milligrams. Some people need 10. Some people need 15. So if you have the worst version of the gene, uh, zinc genes like I do, I need to take 15 mm-hmm. and the five does nothing for me. So you can highly personalize oh, wow. what you need, what version, whether it's an IV, whether it's under the tongue, and all of a sudden you feel incredible because you're getting exactly what your body needs. Mm. That I mean, nothing pisses me off more than a public average. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Anytime they're like, oh, well, 40% of all females, whatever. I'm like, well, okay, first of all, they didn't ask me. So (laughs) that doesn't work for me. But just applying it on a health standard is ridiculous to me that there's not enough information, especially in today's world of all the disease patterns you're seeing with, especially the, you know, the mystery diseases of lupus, MS, all of these things that people aren't understanding. And I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be environmental toxins or, you know, combining it with say an MTHFR genetic mutation or not being able to produce glutathione correctly. Um, I mean, so many different factors that can cause not being able to clear heavy metal exposure. Yeah. So there's so many things I feel like today, like MS and, um, even down to like personality things, anxiety, for instance, that could be things with heavy metals in someone's system that they're not able to clear that. And then it just gets stored. And then, you know, it causes multiple organ failure and all kinds of things. Yeah, you're right on point. This is why we have a $4 trillion healthcare budget, of which 90%, Mm -hmm. literally 90% is spent on chronic disease management none of which we need to have. Mm-hmm. Why is it so prolific? Right. Because we haven't changed. We are the same people as grandma and grandpa. In fact, our DNA is 200,000 years old. It hasn't changed in like a quarter million years. Right. So, And that's the problem mm-hmm. is that we are not designed for this current environmental reality. Even two generations right. ago, when it came to toxins and chemicals and food, it did not look like what it looks like today. Now, take today's reality. Mm-hmm. You step outside and you're breathing in pesticides and chemicals and there's ex- exhaust from cars and everything's wrapped in plastic and there's things in your grass making it look so pretty and you're golfing and breathing in pesticides and mm-hmm. all of this heavy load. We are not designed for it. So the jobs that your body is supposed mm-hmm. to do to prevent toxic accumulation and inflama- inflammatory load Uh, It can't do the job. And so you're getting all these conditions that were a rarity a few generations ago, right? Think about autism. Autism, uh, two generations ago, one in 10,000 kids was born autistic. Last generation, it was one in 500. I think the the CDC now says it's one in 44. That's insane. Yeah. And that's in two generations. The kids haven't changed. They're genetically exactly the same. What's changed is their environmental reality and what they have to deal with. You know, so now Mm -hmm. put a kid in a room full of EMFs and full of chemicals and garbage food, right? And and no sleep. So they're not making their hormones Mm -hmm. or neurochemicals because they're on devices with blue light and they can't sleep properly. So make that their reality. They don't play outside. They don't get vitamin D. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the difference. There's not just more autistic kids. The difference right. is 
when it was one in 10,000, you actually had kids that were born with something, right? Mm -hmm. Kids were that autism. There's a problem. They're born with something and that needs Mm -hmm. to be treated. The rest of these kids, their mothers will tell you they were fine until this happened. They were fine until that happened. And until they were three years old, they were like this. And then they completely changed. They weren't born with anything. and They never had anything. It was caused because of environmental exposures at an age where they were underdeveloped neurologically and they got neural inflammation, which led to damage that now looks like what we call autism, right? So mm. it's it's true for all of these conditions, just like you said. Right. Well, even there are some doctors out there. I'm, I know one locally in Louisiana actually is working with reversing autism through things like natural chelators, like DMSA. Right and things like that. I mean, she does it very precise because, you know, you go too fast, you cause more damage. So it's looking at heavy metal accumulation that is also passed down through generations. So you're accumulating the metals, then you don't have, you have a genetic mutation where you can't clear it. So you're not detoxifying properly. So that can cause damage in that, those neural pathways. And so there are ways to get those heavy metals out and clear that, but also knowing like taking a genetic test and knowing, okay, my detox pathways are compromised and knowing what to supplement with, maybe it's glutathione or it could be, you know, something totally different, but just having that in your toolkit is going to help so many people. If you're looking at the genetic display, is there anything indicating like a propensity for autism genetically speaking? So what we see over and over again with these kids is exactly what you said, detox system, slim to none. They're not doing well there. So the ability mm-hmm. to clear heavy metals. And this is why that whole argument over, you know, pharma companies saying we've tested everything about these vaccines. They don't cause autism. And they're right. The active molecules don't cause it. But the parents are also right that that's the day my kid changed. Explain that. Mm-hmm. What happened? Right. Because of the heavy metals and, and the adjunct, the, the serum itself, not the actual drug or molecule that some right. kids don't clear. So the glutathione pathway, they don't clear the some toxic insults like heavy metals. Then the methylation pathway, which is supposed to kick in and fight the inflammation caused by that, they also don't deal with well. And guess what? You then get a fever, right? The kid gets sick and they get a fever and you give them Tylenol. How does Tylenol work? It works through the CYP3A4 gene pathway, which requires glutathione to be used to process it. It's, it. It leans on the liver, which means at the exact time when you need detox capacity the most, because you just injected the t- child with heavy metals, you're now giving them something mm-hmm. to suck off and use their their glutathione stores, and it's not available for that purpose, right? So it's mm-hmm. like a kind of a double whammy. So yeah, so we see over and over and over again, not the acute child is born with autism, we can't help there. We don't do anything there. There's a lot of research being done there. It's not complete yet. The majority mm-hmm. of kids, they weren't born with anything. That's where we see over and over again, poor glutathionization, poor, poor glucuronidation, which is another detox pathway, poor antioxidation and poor methylation. So these systems that are supposed to maintain the health of the cell, they don't do well. And then they're being loaded with all the wrong environmental triggers. It leads mm-hmm. to neuroinflammation and brain damage. Right. So even when someone says like the science doesn't lie, it shows X, Y, Z, but it, you can't make these blanket statements of just because a study shows 
the efficacy of something and and then applying it in a real life situation where saying like, oh, milk is good for your bones, like milk is good for everyone. But then you yep. have lactose intolerant people. So yep. you can't just blanket statement these things about like, oh, well, the science shows this and then you take it and run with it. Everybody is so specific. So it makes me wonder also about the United States being one of the biggest health crises in the world. I wonder if, is it because we're so genetically a melting pot of genes from different cultures, whereas maybe an Italian who's lived in Sicily for 10 generations, they're not going to express something because they're living within the environment of their ancestors and yep. eating the same foods. It, it's more, you know, ritualistic. So they're bodies are maintaining that lifestyle. So it makes me wonder if the United States is genetically contributing to a lot of these disease patterns showing up as well, as well as the lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it is genetics, but it's also the load, which is maybe even more important. You have mm -hmm. literally, uh, if you compare the United States to the Western average, it's doubled the per capita mm -hmm. healthcare, right? Literally doubled per person. Why is it double when you have wow. biggest economy with the best research, yet people have to spend double to stay healthy? 66% mm -hmm. of American personal bankruptcies are due to healthcare costs, right? People yeah. just can't, yeah, they just can't afford to stay alive. That's 66% mm -hmm. of personal bankruptcies. It's absurd. There's no other country where that's true. The United States ridiculous. is only, yeah, it's ridiculous. There's only two countries in the world that allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise on TV. Uh, it's the United States and New Zealand. But the thinking was that we need older people to be able to have a better understanding of how to deal with life-threatening disease. And so the difference is in New Zealand, the budget is five to six million a year. And in the United States, it's six mm -hmm. billion a year, right? Uh, it's the second most, uh, it's the second highest advertising spend industry after entertainment and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, and but look at the ads you watch any ad and it kind of sounds like you do you feel like this does this happening to you it is a yeah that's right. me right yeah. because we do you breathe oxygen during the day do you right. walk outside <laughs> it's like oh my gosh it's me yeah and so it's not fulfilling the purpose of why the these pharma companies are allowed to have it but why am i saying this because we're we've normalized illness we've just done all of what it takes for people to be growing up in a society where they think it's normal. These countries you're talking about, mm. Italy, some parts of Europe, Asia, whatever, illness is not the norm. The disease is a rarity. It's changing now as they're right. adopting, you know, take a country like Dubai, who has very heavily adopted American culture. They now have more diabetes mm -hmm. per capita than the United States. So yeah, so that's that's what it is. It's, it's the culture. It's the food. It's the way we believe our bodies work. It's mm. the lack of knowledge or education on what to do to prevent. It's not part of the culture. Chinese people deal with traditional Chinese medicine. Prevention is their culture. They don't believe in disease. They believe in prevention. It's it's what they do, right? So anyways, long story short, yes, the genetics are not designed for today's reality, but today's reality in the United States is an extreme absurdity in terms of what people actually should be doing versus what they're what's available. And that's why Americans are so mm -hmm. sick. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So as far as your book, The DNA Way, 
what big topics do you touch on in that book? Um, so we kind of go through our actual genetic tests. So uh, some people listening might already be familiar. It's called the DNA 360. And we go through six core systems in that test. And so I walk people through what my journey was in those six systems. What did I learn and how did that help me and how did I heal? So those big six systems are mood and behavior, everything about the brain, which for me was a big one because my brain doesn't work that well until I figured out how to make it work, okay. right? So mood and behavior and disease. So cardiovascular, diabetes, Alzheimer's, how do you understand what's coming and how to deal with it? Uh, then diet nutrition. Should I be a vegan? Should I be keto? You know, what about my micronutrients? How much vitamin C and vitamin D do I need? All of those major points. Sleep. We didn't realize that the genetics of sleep are much more clear than we thought and understanding how different pathways, your mood, your insulin response, et cetera, drive good or bad sleep. Uh, uh, cellular health. So every bring it down to the cellular level. So immunity and detox is another core report. And then the last one mm -hmm. is hormones. So everything about hormones for men and women, how we make them, how we clear them, how what quality they are and how that drives body type, hair, skin prostate health, fibromyalgia, breast cancer, all these big hormone issues that are very gray area, made it very black and white. So the book is kind of me walking through how, what well, it's really exposing my genetics and who I am and then how that mm -hmm. helped me become a better version of myself, which is what I am today. Amazing. I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. And uh, furthermore, I feel like just knowing all of this, this could also impact people's personality, I would assume, because if you think about things like, you know, strep could cause or be a contributing factor to the development of OCD through, I think they call it pandas, something, there's some connection with strep and OCD when you're younger. Um, so, and just, you know, viral load and all of those things affecting something like OCD, I'm imagining like your niece with anxiety and hormonal, the hormonal impact just because of vitamin D. I'm assuming that would affect someone's personality if they don't know that they can't properly utilize vitamin D in the body, for instance, and say your hormones are already, you know, compromised or compensating for those things. Your personality could be totally different where maybe you are an overachiever to get that dopamine effect, like you were saying, yeah. or maybe you are addicted to performance and achievement. And so you attract a romantic relationship that's very volatile. And so yep. because you're addicted to that up and down and that roller coaster emotionally, instead of if you can process vitamin D correctly, and then your hormones are balanced, I would assume your personality would change in that way. If you're making the right amounts of dopamine and things like that, then you won't be as addicted to, say, a relationship that could be not emotionally sound for you. Yeah, you nailed a big one there. We see this over and over again where people coming to us. So we obviously we sell genetic testing, but a lot of people work with us on coaching, like clinical coaching to actually solve their problems. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how, well, it's like literally every single time that we're dealing with a couple that it turns into a counseling session. Why? Because we dive yeah. <laughs> deep into the genetics of the brain and it's dopamine is one thing. Mm -hmm. Then there's a gene called ADRI2B that determines how you handle emotion. Do you, do you bind trauma and hold on mm -hmm. and hold the grudge 
or do you not remember it? And then there's these two people. Yeah, yeah, wow. truly. Some people that have a deletion in this gene, and when they have a car accident or a fight or any negative stimulus, not only do they remember the information, but they remember the feeling. And the next time something mm. like that happens again, it's like they're starting exactly where they left off. And that's the person that's like, not this again. And the other yeah. spouse, the, the other one's like, what does this have to do with this? has nothing to do with last time. It is exactly the same thing right. as last time. Because they literally truly are feeling that feeling that they had. It's PTSD, trauma, right? So this is one big area where people don't even realize how, that's how they perceive. Serotonin response. There's some people, their serotonin causes them to dysregulate prioritized stimulus. So they can't um, filter all of what's going on. And so they're disrupted and disturbed and annoyed and irritated by everything that's going on, which makes them brilliant when it comes to detail in their work. But it makes them very difficult to be in a relationship because can you stop making that noise with your mouth? Can you please stop walking? I'm trying to work. You know, can you please? No, it's not warm enough. Can you warm it up again? You know, so how now with two people seeing the world completely different, how difficult is it to have a functional relationship, right? So we fix this all the time. And going back to the one thing you said about vitamin D, why is it that if you talk to a New Yorker about seasonal mood disorder, they'll tell you, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to someone in Florida, they're like, what are you talking about? Because, oh, yeah. Because of vitamin D. It's not seasonal mood disorder. Mm -hmm. It's lack of vitamin D disorder. When you don't have vitamin right. D in the winter and it's all gray and cloudy, you feel bad mentally. Mm -hmm. When you have plenty in the sunshine, you don't have seasonal mood disorder, right? So simple triggers like mm -hmm. that and knowing that I need to, in order to not get depressed in December and January, take a certain dose of vitamin D that I may not need in the summer. I need to reduce it in the summer. Mm -hmm. So even that level okay. of personal and, and how all these things affect your mood in a huge way. Wow. I mean, this is such a great thing for people to know, because even if this can improve someone's lifestyle by 10% or add on even a year extra of someone's life, that's huge. This is just, I feel like this should be the groundwork for pretty much everything. <laughs> no, I mean, relationships and personality things or a propensity for depression, um, anxiety, if you're not good with crowds or public speaking, even those little things that could be a big impact where maybe you're, you are the CEO of a company and in order to get your message out, you have to go public speaking everywhere or write a book, but you don't have the chemistry to do that. Yeah. If you are genetically in a have a predisposition for things that are, you know, maybe your neurotransmitters are off and you can't uh, perform as well under pressure or whatever it looks like. This could affect pretty much everything <laughs> in someone's yeah. life. Every choice you have to make when it comes to health, wellness, longevity is driven by your genetics, meaning that we already know what the right choice is for you. We already know what the mm -hmm. right job is for you. We already know what the right relationship is for you. We already know what the right level of risk tolerance is for you. You know, all of these choices you have to make. You know what the right training is for you. Should you be running on a treadmill? No, some people shouldn't. Some people, the whole reason why they're running on the treadmill to have a healthy heart, that could be the reason they get cardiovascular disease because they don't mm -hmm. deal with oxidative stress well. And now all of a sudden, wow. you shouldn't be running on a treadmill, right? So every choice we have to make like you said, start here. And the great, the, the beautiful thing about this, your DNA doesn't change. You only need to test it once. One test, 
you're done. Here's your human instruction manual. Now keep going back to it every time you need to figure something out because the answer is in there somewhere. Wow. Okay. Well, that is impactful because once you do it and you have all of that information, you can just tweak it as you go. Like you said, if your you know, vitamin D production is compromised, then you know, okay, maybe I do need to make a move and, and go somewhere, you know, say what you want about the South, but no one retires and moves to the North. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason like the, the sunshine and the vitamin D and all of that is maybe you do need to move to a sunnier uh, Southern area where your right. biochemistry is going to operate more efficiently. So knowing those things, or maybe if you can't clear mold as well, I wouldn't recommend living in New Orleans because you're under sea level and the mold there is just, there's so, it's so prevalent in the houses over there. So like the ducts are older and it's just, you're not clearing that in the airways in the house. And if you can't do that, you're going to have, you know, all of a sudden these mystery illnesses that show up and you have no idea it's like a silent killer in there because you're in the wrong environment for your genetics. So this is a really big life-changing technology and platform that you're providing. So I just want to thank you for your service to humanity and just providing this. this. This is huge for people. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Um, and amazing people like yourself, like part of the reason why this is possible is because people like you are looking for the best and trying to help your audiences. And, you know, five years ago, we didn't think we could because it was, what did, what is my doctor telling me to do? And that was kind of the limit, but people now know, well, I've been trying to get my doctor to help me for 10 years. It's not working. So I need Amber Lee's advice, right? Anyway, it's amazing work you're doing and happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I look forward to my genetic testing and and seeing all of the different information. I mean, my personality, I'm, I might not be cut out for podcasting. Who knows? I'm kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. I kind of already have, have chosen it. So, um, But it would be fascinating to look at those things or maybe someone has a uh, like, I'm just thinking metaphysically, like the the clients that I see who struggle with repeated patterns in their life of maybe they make a ton of money and then they lose all their money and then they make yep. all their money and then they lose all their money and, and they're, they can't find that balance. What if that's tied to genetics? You know, what if it's tied to vitamin D? It's 100% yeah. tied. And I can tell you because that was me, right? I have oh, high, wow. okay. high risk tolerance. I seek high reward because of my dopamine pathways. I have my, if you take all of my brain genes it equals a profile that we call warrior genetics, meaning someone that's meant mm. to be on the front lines like fighting. And that's how I take on the world. But now that I know yeah. that, I've channeled it in the right place and we're building something functional as opposed to every week I have a new idea and then nothing just gets attention properly. And that like the classic mm-hmm. serial, right? So, and now I learned that. I, and now for me, every day helping someone is a different sense of reward instead of trying to build a new business, I try and help a new person. And that's, I get it from there. Mm. Well, I can even imagine people, adults, especially who suffer from like ADD, ADHD, or or just compromising their attention um, or their memory. Maybe their, their stress load is really high and their memory is starting to fade and they can't figure out why. It could just be an accumulation over time of not getting that 
nutrient that you need based on some genetic mutation that you have no idea about. So all this can apply to everything. So I think this is just, everyone needs to know about it. Everyone. <laughs> there you go. So thank you. Um, so if, for people who want to find you, want to buy your book, want to uh, buy a DNA test kit, where do people go? So uh, the DNAWay.com. So the book is called The DNA Way. So the DNAWay.com. Uh, if you want to get tested, one thing I would say is, I mean, I want to honor and respect that everyone took the time to listen and is working with you to learn and be better. So uh, don't go to the website and pay retail. Let's set up a code so everybody can get a discount. And I want to make sure that your audience okay. gets that. Yeah, that so um, A. Carter, maybe. So your name, right? So the it's don't, yeah. the DNAW.com forward slash A. Carter. Use that okay. so that you get a discount. Uh, the DNAcompany.com forward slash A. Carter. Uh, if you just want to learn more, uh, our podcast, the Unpilled podcast, where we're constantly talking about root cause functional medicine from a genetic perspective, or Instagram, K-A-S-H-K-H-A-N official, so CashCon official, constantly learning, teaching. It's all happening there. Our, you know, All of our customers are there telling stories about their health too, so you can learn a lot. And that's where you can reach us. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you f for coming on here and for everything that you're helping with, with humanity right now and health. And it's just, you're a pioneer in this industry. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Pleasure. Oh, 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 oh.